Welcome to A Well-Cared-For Human, the podcast that tries to convince you that you are 100% normal and an even better than okay example of the human species, despite the fact that sometimes we feel like the craziest, most incapable, or worthless creatures on the face of this planet. I'm Corey, an author, a creative, and the host of the show. Whatever you're bringing to the table today, I hope this episode proves to be a dose of inspiration for you on your quest to become a well-cared-for human. You can find the episode show notes, your free wellness blueprint, and more at awellcaredforhuman.com. And as always, thank you for listening. Hello humans, it's your host Corey, and today we're going to touch on boundaries. And I say touch on because setting boundaries is a very large topic, but absolutely essential to our well-being. And for that reason, at the very least, I want to introduce you to the idea and to make a case for why you need them. I'll also have some suggested reading in the show notes of this episode if you'd like to learn more about boundaries, what they are, how to set them, and how to enforce them. Here we go. Boundaries. It's a word I hear thrown around a lot and I'm not sure most of us have a clear grasp of what exactly boundaries are. I certainly didn't for a very long time, but have since learned that a boundary is, simply put, a healthy border or limitation that we put in place for our well-being. We set our own boundaries. Others do not have the right to set them for us. And it is up to us to respect the boundaries of others. Problem many of us run into is that in order to have good boundaries, we have to have developed enough self-awareness to know what our boundaries are and when others are violating them. We have to have enough self-love to protect ourselves, even when other people or situations are applying pressure to those boundaries. We have to have courage, because it requires bravery to be honest and say, no, I won't do that, or no, I don't want to do that because there's always the chance that the other person might react badly. And if we've had the misfortune of having a boundary violator in our life, then those fears around someone else's reaction might be heightened. Both of my parents were terrible at boundaries and reacted poorly whenever I tried to enforce my own. This also meant that in the beginning, not only was I terrible at letting others mistreat me, but I was also not great at recognizing and respecting other people's boundaries. But if we want to be a well-cared-for human, and we have the desire to experience healthy, loving, fulfilling relationships, which I described as Pillar 4 in Episode 1, the Relationships Pillar, we need to master boundaries. We need to develop respect for our boundaries and respect for the boundaries of others. One of my favorite stories from Pema Chodron's Getting Unstuck is toward the end of the book, when a woman stands up and asks a question at one of the retreats about struggling to set boundaries with her abusive mother. Because this woman's aspiration was to remain open-hearted and compassionate towards her mother, she was under the impression that it meant she couldn't have strong boundaries with her. She thought the idea of being open, loving, and accepting towards somebody meant that you couldn't be firm with them. But Pima asserts there is no conflict between wanting to be open and loving and having boundaries. She says, and I quote, Buddha would like boundaries. Boundaries help everyone. Boundaries are very compassionate. What could be more compassionate than stopping someone from hurting people? Let your compassion be the boundary. And this was an amazing idea to me at the time when I first heard it. It completely revolutionized how I saw boundaries because it meant that I didn't have to erect bitter, hurtful, resentful boundaries, which is what I did at first. 
Our first boundaries are often, you don't get to talk to me anymore because you hurt me, or maybe something more simple like screw you boundaries. But here is the possibility that I could both love someone and put limitations on our interactions. So for example, consider my mother. My mother's actions often hurt me growing up. And when I would enter this dance with her, her actions, my reactions, not only was I enabling her behavior, but I was allowing her to cause me pain. But I know in my heart that if my mother were healthy, if my mother had been operating from a place of well-being, that she would never have wanted to hurt me. She was only hurting me because she didn't have the tools and resources and well-being to stop herself from hurting me. She was too wrapped up in her own grief and trauma. So by removing myself as a target, by putting boundaries in place, I was helping us both. And again, as with the friendships I discussed in episode 14, sometimes the most loving and compassionate thing we can do is remove ourselves from the cycle to interrupt the flow so that many of these negative patterns and bad behaviors can't play themselves out, refraining from hurting people we care about and not letting them hurt us in turn. So don't be afraid to set boundaries. Boundaries are good for everybody involved, as long as it's a loving boundary. That said, there is also the reality that sometimes enforcing boundaries hurt. Sometimes doing what is right for us, moving towards health, is scary or uncomfortable. Very few people like confrontation or conflict. Choosing myself over my mother's addictive patterns, ending friendships that I didn't really want to end, these are painful boundaries. So it's important to remember that sometimes setting boundaries require conflict. It requires confrontation. It can feel really good, like a blessed relief, or sometimes it can feel really hard and difficult. In addition to the discomfort of setting boundaries, especially if it's a new practice for us, there might be some barriers that are preventing us from setting good boundaries in our relationships. In her codependency books, Melody Beatty talks about how not knowing our emotions or our feelings can prevent us from identifying the boundaries that we need, because emotional awareness is key. This is where mindfulness and awareness meditation come in. They help to develop that connection to our emotional landscapes and allow us to hear our intuition more clearly. It also helps if you do the values exercise that I talked about before. Figuring out what you value will help you determine what boundaries you need in order to respect and protect those values. And just be aware of your limitations. I had abandonment issues for a long time. Clearly they started in childhood with my father being hauled off to prison when I was little, but also my mother's tendency to disappear randomly would exacerbate my fears. And all of this compounded the belief that I can't count on the people I love to stick around. And because I was terrified of being abandoned and I had low self-esteem, I was willing to accept bad behavior from other people in my life if it meant keeping them around, if it meant guaranteeing they would be there. People-pleasing is also a common reaction to childhood abuse and it can interfere with our ability to enforce good boundaries. We want people to like us, to be around us. We often feel like we can't say no. And of course, there might just be a lot of negative experiences around trying to set up boundaries in the past. With a father like mine, for example, any attempt to stick up for myself invited a string of verbal and psychological abuse, which left me feeling like I couldn't ask for my needs to be met that I couldn't put limitations on the adults around me and expect them to respect it. If I tried to enforce any boundaries with my mother, it would trigger her victimization. She would act like she was the only one that was being hurt and mistreated in order to evoke empathy from me and to deflect my attention from my needs onto her needs. 
Sometimes I would also encounter shame when I tried to enforce boundaries, especially if I felt like these limitations weren't okay to have in the first place. I might be thinking something like, this is wrong, I shouldn't be doing this, they're my parents, I'm supposed to do what they say, but it doesn't matter if they're your parents or your friends or romantic partners. No matter what type of relationship you're in, you're absolutely allowed to tell people not to hurt you. You're allowed to tell them what you don't like and what you won't tolerate, and it's perfectly fine to expect them to honor that promise, as long as the boundaries you're putting in place are for your own well-being and not an attempt to control the other person's behavior. So how do we figure out what our boundaries are? You already know I'm going to fall back on my usual toolbox tools here and tell you, yes, get out your journals and answer these questions. And I'll include a copy of these questions in the show notes of the episode so you can look at the description too if it's easier for you. So question one, do you often say yes when you mean no? And if you do, why do you do it? What are you afraid of? What do you think will happen if you say no? This question is meant to give you a hint as to where you're getting stuck in the boundary-making process. What are your fears that might be preventing you from setting boundaries? And if you know the source, you might be able to tackle and resolve those fears. Question two, are there people in your life that you don't feel like you can be honest with? Are there people who you can't tell how you feel? And the answer to this question could give you some ideas as to who you don't have good boundaries with. And you can start looking at those relationships more closely and asking yourself if there's anything you wanna put in place that might balance the relationship and make it healthier. Question three, fill in the blank. I want to stop doing blank, but I feel like I can't because blank. And I know that's vague, so here are some examples. Example one, I want to stop going to the club and drinking every Friday, but I feel like I can't because my friend Rachel probably won't be my friend anymore. Example two, I want to stop working past five, but my boss keeps asking me to do more and more, and I feel like I can't say no because what if I get fired? So this question is meant to help you understand what behaviors you might currently be doing that you might want to change or outgrow, but you can't because of weak boundaries. And you can answer it as many times as you want to. I want to stop doing this, but I'm afraid of this. You know, 10, 20, 30, however many you've got. You can you fill in the blank as many times as you need to to get a full assessment of where you are right now in your relationships and to figure out where you might benefit from a boundary. So you can just use this journal activity to help you start thinking about what your boundaries are, where you are in your relationships, what might need attention, what might be preventing you from doing that work. But again, don't stop there. If you want to go back to the values list and think about what you care about, how you would like your relationships to look, you could revisit that too. And it would also be helpful to know what your plan is going to be if someone violates a boundary. Because even if you get the courage to speak up about something that you need, there is no guarantee that the other person will shape up. They might be so wrapped up in their own trauma patterns and toxic behaviors that they couldn't honor your request even if they tried. And some people just need you to be really direct with them so that when you set a boundary, you might need to say something like, I'm going to need you to stop criticizing how I look, and if you can't stop criticizing how I look, I don't think we should hang out anymore or I'm going to have to question how much time I spend with you to really clarify the situation for them and follow through with whatever it is that you say you're going to do. So it would be helpful to know what you're going to do if the person doesn't start treating you the way you deserve to be treated. So have a plan, make a plan of what your options are if someone refuses to respect your boundaries. 
And don't be surprised if some major shifts are happening in your life once you start putting up boundaries. I don't want to scare you, but when I first started putting up boundaries, a lot of people didn't make the cut. Friends, family, people in my life started dropping like flies. My relationships crumbled, and it felt really hard in the beginning. All of my abandonment issues were triggered. I felt like maybe I was making a mistake. I was being unreasonable or demanding because I just kept losing people left and right. I felt really unloved and unsupported. But as rough as that transition was, what came of it was so worth it. Even though I lost a lot of people at that time in my life, I also freed up a lot of room for healthier, more satisfying relationships. I essentially started over. And I started over with the knowledge of what I needed and the kind of people I wanted in my life. And I was able to find and develop stronger, more supportive friendships and relationships with those people. And the result is now I have wonderful friendships and I have a great marriage with a wonderful partner. And she and I are far happier and more compatible than I've ever been with anyone else that I'd ever dated. And it wouldn't have been possible for me to move in this direction if I hadn't been willing to let go of the old relationships. So yes, you might worry about the repercussions of putting these boundaries in place, but only good can come of it. If you let go of old, unhealthy patterns, you can replace them with much more satisfying relationships. Another way to enforce boundaries with people around you is to say yes only when you mean yes. Otherwise, say no. Or maybe you could say, let me think about it if you're not sure yet or you need more time. You might also need to get used to accepting no from other people. When people tell you no, try not to react poorly. Don't try to control them or manipulate their responses. And don't believe for a second that it means anything other than a simple no. When people told me no before I understood what a boundary was, I didn't hear no. I heard, I don't love you, or I don't like you, or I'm leaving you, which is not at all what they were saying. And so I kept trying to change their answer, or get a different response, or get them to change their behavior. But that was my work. It was not their responsibility to say anything to me other than no. The other person's reaction and emotions are not your responsibility. It's only your responsibility to set the boundary that you need to be well and to enforce that boundary, even if the other person doesn't respect it. And remember, no is a complete sentence. You don't need to explain why your answer is no. The simple fact that you don't want to do something is enough. You can try to offer more of an explanation if you're feeling generous, but you don't have to explain yourself. And if people push you or demand reasons, know that they're not being respectful. They don't yet understand that boundaries are essential. If we don't have boundaries, we don't have good mental health. I can't be healthy and happy if I can't say no. Boundaries are good. Buddha would like boundaries. Okay, so that's it for this episode. As always, I hope you found something helpful. And next week, I'll be back to talk about codependency, which is sort of like the part two to this episode. It's boundaries part two. So see you next week. This episode of A Well-Cared-For Human was written and produced by me, Corey Marie. The music was by Late Night Feeler and Esther Abrami. If you like what I'm doing here, please consider visiting my Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you get early ad-free access to the episodes, as well as a monthly patrons-only Q&A, bonus videos, and more. Not to mention that your Patreon support lets me know that you find value in the show and want it to continue. You can find me on Patreon by visiting www.patreon.com forward slash Marie.
If you can't support the show financially, that is okay. You can still subscribe to the show, leave a review of the show, and recommend the show to your friends, not just the neurotic ones. All of this helps so much. And as always, thank you for listening.